Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hi, 27 of the program. My goodness, winding down week three, which means tomorrow we are about to start a week four, which is downsizing. This is where we actually start to mess and address those portions. Now, I know some of you are already future tripping. You're freaking out about that. How am I going to do that? Especially some of you who already feel like your portions are on the smaller side. This is why it's so important to make sure you're eating all of your meals and snacks, making them nutrient rich, even when you're not hungry, still having those token amounts to really allow your body time to calm down from all the changes that you've been making and adapt to the food plan. So this week is all about asking those four questions, those four mindfulness questions. Uh, how's this portion for me before I even eat it? Assessing your situation, bring awareness to if you're hungry or not. If you ate the whole thing, how would you feel? Is it enough food? Is it just right? And then of course, while, um, while starting to eat your food, am I starting to feel any of the effects of eating? Um, what if I was to take a few more bites? What if I was to stop eating now? And then of course, the, the bigger question, when you were done, how did you know when you were done? How did you know when you were satisfied? And then when you walk away, how are you feeling 10, 15 minutes later after after your body's starting to process and digest your food. So some of you are noticing with that, that your hunger levels are changing day to day. That is totally normal. This is why counting calories is horseshit and doesn't make any sense because your body's needs literally change day to day. So it's all about being in tune with that. You're going to find that your hunger levels are going to change week to week to week because we're going to be getting in there, making changes and really shaking things up. Some of you are also noticing your portion sizes are naturally starting to decrease by being in tune with them. Remember, it's not about making the portion small or keeping them smaller. It's about being in tune to them. Um, some of you are noticing though, even though you recognize that you're satisfied, you still continue to eat more. Obviously, we want to get in tune with that. Not that we were doing anything about that this week, but definitely bringing awareness. So next week is uh, designed to get even more in tune to our portions. It is also designed to bring up a lot of feels when it comes to this program, this process. Some of you are going to be dealing with some hardcore food waste issues, you're going to realize it's very difficult for you to leave food on your plate, even though you're done and you're satisfied eating because your entire life, or maybe since you were very young, you were told to eat everything on your plate. So you have been clearing your plate for your entire life. Um, some of you, um, the best way to deal with that is to, you know, either just dive right in and, and be in tune and get used to seeing that uh, food left on your plate or pack it up, put it in a container when you're done. I find that helps or also really be in tune to that first question when it comes to portioning out your food. So uh, I want you to pop into the group tomorrow uh, and read over those guidelines about downsizing. Let us know if you have any questions. They are also in the book. If you want to read ahead, that's the beauty of the book is reading ahead. Um, they also are in the app as well. You can go to that search feature, hit the guides and uh, review the, the guideline for week four. Um, one of the biggest questions that we get is, well, if my portions are already small, how do I know I can downsize? So downsizing is all about this week and the weeks 
the weeks leading up to this point, it's been all about eating dissatisfaction. Now, here's the problem. If you have been purposely making your portions small, counting, weighing, or measuring like I've been advising you not to, there's a rhyme and a reason for that, you might feel a little tripped up in which I advise you to just get with the program sooner rather than later, start asking those four questions and being in tune so you can recognize sooner or sooner than later what satisfaction feels like to you. So what you're going to do is take those same portions that you've been eating to satisfaction this week and then you're just going to eat a few bites less. And the goal is to leave yourself feeling slightly unsatisfied so that when you walk away 10-15 minutes later you're feeling satisfied. Like you've eaten enough. So that's the goal this week is to feel slightly unsatisfied. Leave yourself wanting more and it's done by just leaving a few bites less than what you were eating previously for the last few weeks up until this point. Now, some of you may be saying, load up those questions, I'll get to them. Some of you may be saying, well, my portions are already small. How am I going to do that? Okay, so again, right, it's all about feeling. It's not about what they look like. You're still going to run into situations where you're not hungry for breakfast. It's still a great idea to still eat it in token amounts. You're still going to run into days that even with downsizing, you're not hungry at all. And then there's going to be other days where you're hungrier. Again, bringing awareness to that, even though you're eating less and a few bites less and we're downsizing, some of you still might have days where you're not hungry at all. And you're like, how am I supposed to downsize when I'm not even hungry, right? And this is why you want to make sure you're eating all your meals and snacks. The other thing you want to keep in mind is that you've been following this food plan to give this size body, the the size body you are at now, enough food so that it doesn't no longer feels the need to store fat. So you have been feeding this size body. If you are here and looking to lose weight, I am assuming that you want to downsize the size of your body. So this is just our first tweak. It is not our strongest tweak. This is not the be all end all tweak. We are going to do downsizing for one week and then we're going to bring it back to satisfaction again, maximizing doing all the things, still expecting that scale to move. And then you'll have another opportunity to downsize again. So this first step and first round of downsizing is to do two things. One, to get even more in tune to your portions, get that body's attention, and the other is to bring up all the issues and associations that you have, not only with how much food you're leaving on the plate, food waste issues and stuff, but with dieting. Because this is the one week that most resembles all the other diets you have done. Remember, what you eat and when is going to change and evolve. So it's designed to bring up the feels of all those past diets because we've got to work through that shit, man, to get to the other side of that. So try to have fun with it. You cannot mess it up. It's all about the in the attempt. So read over those guidelines. Let us know if you've got any questions. All right, let me see if I can get into any of the questions today that you're having. Uh, please take time to read that Science Saturday post. Oh, that's one of my favorites. Uh, if you are not uh, in the group, because I know we, there's a lot of people following along and they just have the book and they're listening to podcasts because they didn't get into the group, you can find these Science Saturday posts that I'm talking about in the back of the book. They're there. Uh, you can also find them over on our website. Uh, there's a whole section of all of our science posts there. The Psychology of Effort. I'm hearing this a lot. Well, I'm working so hard. It's you know I'm I've been at this for a few weeks now. Why am I not losing more weight? Well, you know you want to make sure you're following the food plan, being consistent, maximizing your efforts. We've given you a lot of to dos on that maximizing checklist, like 20 different uh, things to focus on, and then subheadings of all the actual actionable items. So it's very cool. Make sure you check that out again in the book, which is still available on Amazon. It's got a whole checklist on it. You can also print that checklist out for free by hitting the files tab in the Facebook support group and it imprinted out an actual and it's an actual actual checklist 
Um, but outside of following the food plan, doing all the things, maximizing your efforts, a lot of people feel like they just deserve for how hard they're working and how bad they want this, that that scale should be moving. And, and I want to get that scale moving for you, obviously, as quickly as possible. But there is something to say about, about the psychology of effort, especially when it comes to dieting, because so many of you have been dieting for so long, you've been trying to lose this weight for so long, that you carry a lot of feels and a lot of baggage with it. You know, I want this so bad. I am trying so hard. I'm doing more than I've done before in order to get get this done. I deserve this. Why isn't this happening for me? Well, there could be more things that you could do. Could be your body just needs more time. Could be it is happening. And you know, even though the scale is showing up, it's actually on the way down. Could be some health issues or the state of your body when you you know started. It also could be normal for the fact that you're for anyone's weight to not move at this point, which is absolutely totally normal. No matter what, no matter how much you hate me saying that, no matter how frustrated it makes you, the reality is some people's bodies will start dropping weight right away while others will focus on repairing and rebuilding and working behind the scenes internally to get it to a point where it's excited and happy to start dropping fat as well. And then the people who are dropping fat, you'll notice if you're paying attention in the group, which you're not actually expecting you to do because it's all about your own journey, the people who are losing the beginning are now freaked out because they're on a plateau. Oh my God, I lost weight at the beginning. I, I'm on a plateau. What's happening? Has it stopped working for me? Am I going to be able to lose this weight? You're just on a freaking plateau, which you want and you need so your body can take time to adjust to the weight that you've lost. So solidify the weight that you've lost and help make your new weight your new norm until you move the dial again on that scale. So totally normal to lose weight in the beginning and encounter plateaus along the way. Totally normal to have not lost anything in the beginning and have your body work on repairing and rebuilding and eventually your weight's going to start dropping. But sometimes we get in our head about it and then it, what that does, it almost paralyzes us into not taking any action. We're doing a lot of thinking about this process. We're not a lot. We're not doing a lot of doing, right? In order to make change, you got to actually make change. You got to step out of that comfort zone. You got to do the things that you need to do and have as many choices as possible fall in line. So definitely check out that Science Saturday post on the psychology of effort. Yeah, you guys are talking about how cold it is. Ah, my goodness. Um, so I, we're in 52 countries. So I live in Canada. I live in Ontario, uh, in Canada, just north of Toronto. Yesterday, it felt like minus, like I think 35 degrees. I was out with the when it, with my kids. Um, it was my one of my daughter's birthdays, so we were out at um, just out and about, and and uh, you know it's interesting because I guess Canadians always not been known for being really polite. Like we open doors for each other. It's just kind of how it is. Thank you, whatever. Yesterday I was like, what is going on? Like no one was holding doors. Like people are running in. People are out. They're like, ah, you're not. You like screw you. I'm shutting the door. Like I'm running in. I'm not standing out here holding this door for you. Um, I thought it was really interesting. I was, it was like so cold. It was like blistery out. Um, it was it was really funny. It was like a noticeable difference. Uh, Tony's off to go skiing this morning. <laughs> Good luck, babes. <laughs> it's not as bad. I think it's like minus 21 out, but man, it is cold. Something to be said about seasonal tweaks uh, and just the type of season, you know, that hibernation mode, that cold air, you know, there's a couple things that signal weight gain, especially in the winter time is the, but the drops in your vitamin D levels. Um, it just signals the body. It's, it's time to hibernate, kind of shut it down the darker, shorter days. So one of the things you can do is, is make sure you're keeping up with those vitamin D levels. Also the cold air it's very extreme and one of the things that our bodies are doing is regulating our body temperature so when we talk about um, homeostasis or set point, that weight that your body is used to functioning at, that's like blood flow, metabolism, like, you know, your hormones, your, your saturation levels, all of that. It's also body temperature. Your body, um, one of the things it does with fat is it helps to regulate body temperature. 
Um, and so when you're dropping fat, your body has to adjust along with it. This is why some of you are noticing when you're losing weight, you're actually cold. Well, you're losing insulation. You're losing and your body has to adjust to that regu regulation of your new body and therefore your new body temperature. So some of the things that we don't think about uh, when it comes to giving our body time to adjust to our new weights and also seasonal changes and tweaks and whatnot, just getting that cold air and feeling the cold on your skin, constantly reinforcing, shit, I need this insulation, <laughs> you know what I mean? So all these little things to think about in the wintertime. This is why it's so important that, you know, if you live in a colder environment, now if you're living in a war warmer environment, you're instinctually just light and keeping your foods nice and light, maybe salads and fresh fruits and stuff are more appealing to you. Maybe like, for example, when we roll into our spring summer program, um, this is where you might want to incorporate more fruit into your meals, right? So think more, you know, more salads, add some fruit on there, like berries on a salad, maybe some grilled pineapple and something at dinner. Carbohydrates that are easier to digest, you get that quicker energy from them um, without creating that internal heat. In the winter time, it's a little different. Your body wants you to crave those heavier, heartier foods that create heat to help keep you warm internally. So if you're forcing yourself, like maximizing, for example, if you're forcing yourself to eat salads every day and what you really want is some chili or a soup or a stew or some grains, like some rice and some quinoa, or I love a warm salad where I have the greens and then maybe I add some like warm rice or quinoa on top of that or some sauteed veggies on top of that and I actually eat it warm, you know, that may be more up your alley. So if you're forcing yourself to eat cold sal salads and you're feeling unsatisfied, it might not actually have anything to do, even if you're making them nutrient rich with you know having the salads or, or, or whatnot it could be like you just that that's not what it's appealing to your body and a big part of bringing awareness not just to our portions but you know in terms of maximizing our food choices is being in more in tune to what is most appealing for us and kind of working with your body, not forcing it to eat cold salads. All right, let's see if I can scroll down. You guys are just like, happy Saturday. Hi, Karen. Trust the process, folks. Don't let the scale get you down. After two weeks of my scale bouncing all over the bloody place, it's finally down. Yeah, so yesterday I... um if you follow me on Instagram, because we're kind of kind of extending the community and information, obviously this is where you need to be to get the information that you need. Um, but um, we connect with our community over on Instagram, Facebook, um, especially Instagram. We have a whole Livy Loser specific page, which is all like community driven content. Like we don't we don't post anything on it. It's all repost from all the our Livy Loser community. And uh, on it, people share a lot of their scales. So if you're using the app, there's actually a share feature where you can share your scale and what it looks like uh, to Instagram, to your socials, that kind of thing. So yesterday I posted um, some examples. And I think it's really important that you get eyes on these because you need to really recognize the ups and the downs and the plateaus. Like you could be going down, 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 up, you know, down, 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 up, and then down, down, and then go right back up again for a variety of different reasons before you come back down to that newer low. And it's really all about that downward trend and that's why we're weighing every day is that to see that downward trend but, but more so when it is up to be like okay why is it up what's going on with that how am I feeling how my food choice is affecting me if I'm doing all the things I need to do that up could be a sign that it's actually on the way down so this is where next week we're going to start talking about where's my list I have it somewhere supporting the body in detox once that scale starts to move the things that you can do to keep it moving right so that's going to be one of the things that we focus on um, 
um, this week as well. Hi, Gina. I'm getting all my water in and I stopped drinking by five, but I'm still up every two hours overnight. Any tips? Yeah. So make sure you are adding in some trace minerals or getting in enough electrolytes, um, adding to your water. If you feel like it's running right through you start early, of course, spread it out. Um, but adding in, uh, it could be that your so, so your, um, your sodium levels are a little off and that you're not retaining the water in a way that you're like you need to. So adding in some drops, these are like trace minerals. Um, I got them off of, you just get them concentrates is the brand, um, off of Amazon. You add like 10 drops of water to 10 drops to your water. Like twice a day, I just randomly, whenever I feel like it, add them in sometimes every day, sometimes not. Um, that could um, help the water just kind of process it a little bit slower because your body's retaining it in the way that it should. Um, it could also be uh, you're waking up in the middle of the night because you are, you know, waking up. Um, Elena McGinn, our sleep expert, fascinating conversation with her. Uh, there's no such thing as sleeping through the night. No one sleeps through the night because you go through different sleep cycles with your REM sleep and your deep sleep. And there are times in the night where you're actually kind of like, hitting that where you're almost waking up stage. So if you're kind of a light sleeper or whatnot, you could be waking up. Then you're, when you're awake, you're like, Oh shit, I got to pee. And then you're like, I might as well just go pee. I don't know about you. Cause I'll wake up and I'll be like, okay, like I think I need to pee, but I don't need to pee. I could totally get back to sleep. And then I think about how I need to pee. And then I'm like, well, what if I need to pee? Then I'll get back to sleep. I'm just going to wake up again. This is the shit that goes through my mind. So then I'm like, let me just get out of bed and go pee. Or I'm just going to lie there and think about how I might have to pee and not get to sleep. Um, you know, or you're waking up and things are on your mind, or you could be waking up, especially when that three or four o'clock time as your body cycles through your circadian rhythm this can actually be a sign that your body is heading into detox so i would check on 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 those on those few things because you want to drink more water make sure that you're drinking enough water to be hydrated one of the things that helps you actually get hydrated sooner rather than later is making sure so the, the electrolytes and trace minerals is something we always talked about uh in regards to make sure you're adding them in if you're mindful of low sodium levels but they are actually a benefit just across the board to get them in to make sure that you're hydrate you're you're, you're staying hydrated and that's one of the things that can really help. Also, uh, make sure that you are um, sipping your water, not guzzling your water, because that, that, again, when you guzzle it really fast, it kind of triggers uh, those uh, those unbalanced levels, and that's what causes you to go to the bathroom. Also, stimulants like coffee and um, wine. So maybe you're having like a glass of wine at night, and that could be also triggering as well. Um, also, it could be sort of bladder issues as you're getting older, you know, and now that you're drinking enough water to stay hydrated, you're noticing that because you're not in a constant state of dehydration um so you know things like doing kegels um dr pfeiffer talked about this he had some really great tips i know a lot of you haven't seen it because i see the numbers on the um on the video dr pfeiffer uh we had a great conversation with him about water so super insightful honestly so definitely take time if you haven't uh, to check that out i ate less at dinner thinking i had enough but later a couple hours later i felt hungry yeah so this is why you really want to watch that hunger video and read over the hunger post so your body naturally wants down in the evening. When it gets dark, your body starts pumping a chemical called melatonin through your system. It's a message to your system to wind down, to get ready for sleep, right? So then we eat our food, our body's shutting down. You ate five, six times a day. Well, first of all, if you're consistently hungry after dinner, make sure you are eating breakfast. That's tip number one. Make sure your foods are nutrient rich. Make sure you're actually hungry and not just thirsty. So your body actually sets off winding down. But the problem is, is that we stimulate ourselves by keeping our lights on, by watching TV, by so your body's gonna be like, well, we started winding down, but I know, but she's up, 
She's watching TV. I, I don't know, man. She stays up every night. We every every night we send her the message to shut it down. Fucking exhausted over here. I don't know. She's staying up. She's on her phone. I don't know. She's stressing about something. She's talking to someone. I don't know what she's doing. So they're like, well, I'll see if she's hungry. Like, ask her if she's hungry. I don't know what she's gonna do. Who knows? She's awake when she should be sleeping. Let's see if she needs to eat. So your body will be like, hey, yo, I see that you're awake. Fuck. I wish you'd go to bed, but I see that you're awake. Maybe, you know, if you're going to stay awake, you might want to think about, about eating because your body is, it's giving you, it's giving you that message to eat ahead of time, knowing, knowing it could take time to find food because it's very primitive. It doesn't realize you had a cupboard full of food, right? It doesn't realize you just walk downstairs, open the fridges right there. Very primitive. Like, Hey, you got to find some food. You got to get your ass outside and hunt some food. Like that's, I mean, it sounds like crazy, but our bodies are very primitive in that sense. So your body's like, Hey, um, you it's expecting you to prepare that rabbit, cook that rabbit, which is going to take you time. Then it's going to expect you to eat that rabbit. I know if you don't like rabbit, this is gross. You have to eat that rabbit in which that rabbit meat is going to take like a few hours to process and digest through your system in order for you to get the nutrients from it. So your body's just kind of trying to work with you and be like, oh, okay, so you're staying up. You might want to think about this and knowing, right, to give you more than enough time to heads up that you might want to think about eating. And this is where you say to yourself, thank you. I'm going to go to bed. I'm, I'm good. I'm going to shut her down. Don't need to eat. So this is why your body has no natural need to eat at night. But if your ass is still up 9, 10, 11, 12 o'clock at night, when your body started pumping melatonin through your system, like 6 o'clock, 7 o'clock at night, then of course your body's going to say, hey, you might want to start thinking about eating. So it doesn't necessarily mean that you actually need to eat. It's your body's like, hey, you might want to think about it. And this is where you have to assess your situation and be like, I'm going to bed. By the time I eat anything right now, right? 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock at night, my body has to process and digest that food. It's not even, it's not going to give me any energy. It's not going to do anything for me. My body doesn't actually want me to eat that. It's giving me a heads up. Well, bitch, you're going to stay up. You might as well think about eating. But what's going to happen is my body started pumping that melatonin through my system to get it to wind down, to get a nice deep sleep so it could repair and rebuild and regenerate and rejuvenate and detox and do all the things that it needs to do to keep me alive and working at the most optimal levels because the only real opportunity it has to do that is when I'm sleeping. That's why when you eat at night, you wake up the next day, your brain is foggy, you feel heavy, you just don't feel like whatever. You catch the vibes of like how you're feeling when you're waking up. Some of you are like, man, I feel good. My brain is working. I feel awake. Yeah, because your body actually got to spend time repairing and rebuilding. So this is what you need to assess about hunger. This way, sometimes you will eat your food and eat to satisfaction. Half hour later, you'll be hungry again. Sometimes it's because you've eaten too much. So that sometimes it's eating too much, your insulin levels go up high, your body processes that food super fast, and you're hungry again. Um, sometimes you, you'll notice you're hungry half hour later because your body's just a little laggy on checking in on you. It's like, hey, you might want to, based on our energy levels, you might want to think about eating. And then this is where you have to say, hey, I just ate. If you just hold off 10, 15 more minutes, you're, you know, you're, you, that, that my body will be, you'll be breaking down that food and I'll get the nutrients from it. My glycogen stores will be replenished. We're good to go, good to go. So, 
it, you got, you have to work in hand in hand with your body and recognize where you're at. So, you know, if you just finished eating breakfast, then you had snack, then you had lunch, right? And you ate to satisfaction. If a half hour later you're hungry, you got to trust, I had enough. This is your body just not clicking in that is processing and digesting. Once it does, you're going to feel, you're going to feel satisfied. This is why you want to hold off. And then if you do are, if you are having a particularly hungry or day, right? This is where you just have that extra snack a little bit earlier if you need to, you know? And also, we're going to get into, as well, later on down the program, your food choices make a big difference because certain foods take longer than others to break down into usable nutrients. Um, certain foods, like your proteins and fats, feed into your satiety hormones that actually make you feel more satisfied. Um, you know, certain foods, like for example, fruit will break down in 20 to 40 minutes, whereas nuts and seeds will take 90 minutes, right? And there's a reason why we like the nuts and seeds at that time because they take a little longer to digest, plus the protein and fat in them feed into your satiety hormones, which makes you feel more satisfied leading into dinner, so you're less likely to overeat. Now, if this is the first time you're hearing that, it's because you have not taken time to watch that food plan video, which I highly suggest you do, or that individual breakdown of your meals and snacks. So worth so worth um, taking the time to, to, to read over and watch that video. So there's a lot to it, right? So that's where you might notice that you feel hungry. That's just your body communicating its needs. It doesn't necessarily mean that you need to eat and eat right now, right? So a lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Um, on a mini getaway in my hotel bed in Banff. I'm going there. I'm going there next week. I'm going to Banff on Thursday. Uh, so my kid, myself and Tony and the kids were going to see his brother. They live in Alberta, so we're going to go to Banff. Uh, on a mini getaway in my hotel in Banff, wishing I'd brought a scale. You've changed me, Gina. You've changed me. Ah! So you don't need a scale, right? You don't need a scale. You don't need a scale. You know how you feel when you are away because like that's your, imagine you're on a mini getaway. You don't want to stress. You want to enjoy it. So my tip for that is make choices that make you feel good because you want to feel good. You don't want to feel bloated. You don't want to feel like you're over eight. You don't want to feel gross. You know, you might want to indulge in something, but if it's going to make you feel, ugh, maybe just have a little couple bites of it or whatnot. So same thing with vacations is make choices that make you feel good. Sometimes that takes the pressure off of what you need to do as well. Sometimes, you know, it's, it's having that, I don't know, hot chocolate with Bailey's in it. You know, that's like going to make me feel good. Or maybe they have the most amazing French toast or pancakes or something. You're like, oh, okay, I'm going to order that. But you don't have to eat the whole thing. You know, you can just have a few bites, bites of that kind of thing. Um, you know, whenever you're on, on any kind of getaway or vacay, you definitely don't want to be stressing about what you're eating. There's so much benefit in the change in your stress levels. Um, I honestly just stick to choices that are making you feel good. And then that's going to make you more inspired actually to, to make choices that can continue to make more choices that make you feel good, which make it a lot easier to stay in plan. Have fun. Hi, Kobe. Uh, I definitely finding I don't want as much food these days. I'm normally a constant, you're constantly snacking. I gave into popcorn temptation this week at the rink. Ugh, ate too much salt. Okay. So I love this for you. 
I love this for you, right? Like you, you had it. How's it working for you? Did it bring you all joy? Was it good? Did you enjoy it? And then look what happened after you had it. Salt has the scale up. Like that's okay. Do you know what I mean? Like that's just what happens. You have popcorn. Chances are scale's going to be up the next day. Not because of the popcorn, but be more so because of the salt. And then you'll be right back at it and no harm done. Like that is just as important to learn because your weight is going to fluctuate even after you, you're done losing your weight. So you, you want to learn that you can have indulgences here and there. It's not going to stop you from reaching your goal. Your weight will go up. It'll go right back down and then it'll keep on moving for you. Obviously, the more you can minimize indulgences, the better, right? Like you, if you're indulging all the time, you also don't want to be ragging on yourself and why isn't the scale but you know sometimes it's good to indulge and that's why it's not about being perfect because what you can learn and now also you make what's called like I don't really believe in positive negative it just is all, all energies just energy but that's not that's kind of my own little thing um, but what you can do is start making negative associations to food that you thought were were positive in a sense for example your association to popcorn is oh yummy treaty la 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 and then when you have it you may be like yeah not really you know, okay, fine, I'll take it, leave it, have it at a movie, but it's not really, you realize it's not as magical as you thought it was, you know what I mean? And and we do this to foods like pizza, pasta, oh my God, I gotta have it. And we, we it's the anticipation, what we realize, it's not actually the food in most cases, it's the anticipation of having that food, you know? And then when you do have food that's super delicious and you wanna enjoy for the sake that it's yummy, this is where you really wanna get to a place where you just have it, you enjoy it, and you're just like so good. You don't even care how much you're eating it, you walk away, your belly is so full, and all you have is just positive euphoric thoughts. Ah, oh, so good. Oh my God, my belly is so full. Wasn't that so good? Oh my God, I ate too much. Oh, I wish I could eat more. Oh my God, lying there in bed at night. Oh, dreaming about that food. It was so good. I wish I could eat more. Getting up the next day being like, whoa, holy. Whoa, I ate a lot last night. Wasn't that so good? We got to go back. We got we to gotta go back there again. That was so delicious. Whew. My goodness, God, drink that water today. Oh, God, that meal was so delicious. Let me get those extra leafy greens in. Oh, my God, that was so good. See, not one negative thought. Like that, can you eat something and indulge in something and then not have any negative thoughts about it immediately after, two hours later, next day? You know what I mean? Like that is where we want to get to because that really is going to, um, that's going to feed into that sustainable uh, weight loss. So I love that sometimes it's worth having the thing to make those associations, you know? Um, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. Lots of bowel movements. Yesterday, diarrhea down a pound. Detox big time. Yeah. Some of you are associating the calm magnesium with bowel movements. Um, you have to take a lot of magnesium in order to like have that be while you're having loose bowel movements. So in that case, if you feel like it's that, just decrease the dose. But some of you are like, oh, I, I have to stop taking it. It's causing loose bowel movements. What the magnesium does, it supports the detox process and it's for a rhyme and a reason that I'm suggesting it. And the number one way that your body releases fat, detoxes and releases fat, is through your bowel movements. When you poo, when you pee, when you breathe and when you sweat, right? So when you're detoxing and the body's focused on dropping the scale, chances are you're going to have 
have loose bowel movements. It's just part of the process. It shouldn't affect your energy levels unless the fact your body's working hard, you're getting crappy sleep, and you're feeling off because your body's detoxing. When it is, you should see that scale be moving along with it. A lot of people get unnerved when they have the loose bowel movements because they feel like, I'm eating healthy. I should have the Dr. Oz Oprah S-shaped poop um, when that's not really the case. Once you're done losing your weight and you're eating healthy, yes, um, you'll have those more regular S-shaped formed um, bowel movements. But why we are piggybacking the actual detox response, chances are you're going to get loose bowel movements. Very similar to um, if you're someone who gets your menstrual cycle right and right before it you can kind of get constipated and then when your period comes you, you start actually getting those loose bowel movements because the body's detoxing along with it it's kind of same 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 process that we're using so um, but just a reminder that um, nothing to really be concerned about unless you think it's something to be concerned about then you should definitely be heading to your doctor but kind of go hand in hand kind of goes hand in hand I've been finding I'm not wanting breakfast but do have a few token bites anyway struggling with getting water in I get wrapped up in my job I forget to drink then I see the clock and say, oh shit, hard to catch up and push the envelope in fluid. Yeah. So, um, I was just at the hairdressers yesterday, Carmelina, and I met a, a, a lovely Livy loser there and we were discussing, she was like, oh, it's hard to get the water in. I'm, I haven't got my water. In. It's so fucking cold. It's minus 33. Like I, water is not appealing. So the, tune into that, right? Like cold water is not going to be appealing when it's minus 33 outside. And your body's smart. Like you'd be like, well, I'm, I'm inside and I got heat. Yeah, but you know it's cold out. You probably did you go to the store, drop your kids off, go to your car, whatever reason. Your body's not an idiot. It knows it's fucking cold outside. Do you know what I mean? So you're just like, I don't feel like drinking this water. It's So try teas. Try warming it up. That'll definitely be a benefit because sometimes we're like, what's wrong with me? Why am I not getting this water in? Well, it could be because you're actually in detox. A lot of times when the body's moving the dial on that scale, it's like, it's, it, it's happy to do it, but it's like, please don't drink water. I'm going to have to keep detoxing. So that's one of the things when we talk about supporting the body in detox is once that scale starts to move, you want to stay on top of your water. Very typical people do this where they do all the things to get that scale to move. And then once that scale starts moving, they stop doing the things. They pull back on the food, they pull back on the water and they stop doing the things. We want to make sure you're even more consistent and really focus on getting that water in. A lot of times when that scale drops to a new low and then the next day it goes straight up again, that's not because you gained weight back. That's because not because the scale stopped moving. It's because the body's retaining water in order to continue to move the dial on that scale and detox. But because we don't drink water, because when we're in detox it's not appealing, the body has to retain it and that's why the scale is up. So this is why you have to make that extra effort really to get it in. So it could be because you're detoxing and which you've got to kind of force it. You know, and I set alarms, set timers in the app. This is why the app is so great to use. If you're not using our app, you can start using it today. It will actually skip you ahead to the day that we're on. So you don't have to fill it in from the get go or anything like that. It'll say, do you want to jump ahead? You say yes. And then you can actually set alarms and notifications on drinking your water. So just to remind yourself every couple hours, how's your water going? Drink some water. You know what I mean? Um, I, I, I really empathize with this because I'm the kind of person I get busy. Next thing I know, it's four o'clock and I haven't eaten anything, haven't drinking anything. Like I'm really bad for this. So I know I'm bad for that. So I have to make an extra effort to remind myself. Like it's one of the things that I need to do to maximize or just to live, to live honestly, because I don't need to lose weight, but to live, I need to remind myself to drink my water and make sure that I'm eating. Um, so, uh, so that could be one of the things. So drink teas, 
like or warm water like you can just do even just boil a kettle and drink warmer water or drink room temp water um, set alarms recognize why you're why it's not appealing um, and that can help because if it's detox specifically and that scale starting to move or you think that it is that could be why right so use that as your motivation to get it in also you know get yourself I know it sounds crazy but get yourself the right um, like cup to drink from I have certain cups that I can just down the water and other cups I pour them and they literally sit there all day because I don't know what it is about the cup but it's not appealing to me it's all about the way it drinks I'm um, same thing with the water bottle it's all about if you're gonna get a water bottle it might be pretty but make sure it's like it's easy to drink the water for you don't think it, like, you're sucking it slop, 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 or it's pouring all over your face like the right water bottle um, will make all the difference a straw I love the Starbucks cups um, you know the ones that the plastic ones they used to give you when you ask for a water and of course now you Buy, you get the, re the reusable ones um, but that that plastic straw um, that can be a game changer in trying to get your water in so anything you can oh man the struggle bus is so parked outside my house but I'm here keep showing up progress over perfection I got this even through difficult right now though difficult right now thanks to high stress being mindful with breathing trying to get in enough good sleep yeah I mean this, this is the time right this is like I love this. The struggle bus is there. You're struggling. Why? What can you do about it? Your body, again, wants this for you just as much as you want it. You're doing it in all the healthiest of ways. Your body wants to be healthy, wants to be hydrated, doesn't want to carry an excess fat. But life has a way of smacking us in the face for sure, all part of it. And it's all how you manage that. So before, for example, whenever you were stressing, if you indulged in food or whenever you're emotional, if you indulged in food and you used food to cope, this is a great opportunity to recognize your struggling my old way of coping was by eating foods that just didn't make me feel any better maybe felt better in the moment because you can't eat and think at the same time but really are just adding on to a whole other issue and really don't make me feel good the next day it's like wine I love wine when I'm stressed man I fucking love wine when I'm stressed but the next day it ain't helping <laughs> keep doing it Man, it ain't helping, you know. So this is a, a great opportunity to kind of rewire all that and to kind of work through, bust through those old habits, you know, and create new ones, right? So so maybe go for a walk. When I'm stressed out, start journaling. When I'm stressed out, start going for a walk. When I'm stressed out, come and spend some time with my kids. When I'm stressed out, get off my fucking phone already and go do something else. When I'm stressed out, you know what I mean? Um, so this is an opportunity to start working on some of those things and, and create different kind of coping mechanisms. But yeah, the struggle bus, man. Uh, affirmations. I love this, Mella. Happy Saturday, Gina and fellow WLBG members. Today I'm affirming my positive attitude for today and every day, even when difficulties and challenges make staying positive a struggle. It is my wish this wish it is my wish this mindset will not only help me, but also those I interact with. So cheers to a positive day for you and may goodness always touch your day, whether in a little or big way. I love that. See the vibe and energy of those words. So the vibe and the energy of the words that you're putting out there, this is why we love inspirational quotes when we say them they make us feel good do you know what I mean and not just to other people but internalizing so this is like keeping a journal you know every every day starting with really positive thoughts you need to be your own cheerleader in this especially when that struggle bus parks outside your house you got to be your own cheerleader right you got to be the one showing up for yourself you got to be the one cheering yourself on this way it's so important to not just focus on the struggles but also focus on the things you're doing really well to reinforce that behavior be really proud of yourself be 
Be proud of how you're showing up for yourself, even though you're struggling. Throw some kind words at yourself throughout the day, right? It really makes a big difference. It, it, like, it lifts you up. You're a loser. You suck. You're never going to do this. This is hard. I can't get my water in. Life is getting in the way. I'm so stressed. I'm so tired. Whatever, right? I'm doing my best. Each day I'm feeling better. Each day I'm making choices to make me feel good. I'm prioritizing myself. I'm being kind to myself. I'm loving myself. I'm strengthening my mind-body connection. Every day I'm working towards my goals. I'm getting one step closer. Little things I do add up. See the energy of that? It's not only lift, uplifting, it's very forward moving as opposed to feeling crushed and the weight of those words, right? Those words, sometimes we get into them because they validate our feels. I'm frustrated. Fuck, I'm so fucking frustrated. I'm sad. I am so sad. I'm this. I'm stressed. I'm so fucking stressed. Like We want to feel them to validate them to ourselves, but then we stay there and we're stuck and they're not productive. And then how we have the opportunity to choose. Gabby Bernstein has a great book. What is that book called? What is her book called? What is her book called? What is her book called? Uh, Gabby Bernstein. It's one of Gabby Bernstein's books. And in it, she talks about you have, having the ability to choose your thoughts and to choose again and choose the vibration because all you're doing is taking words and you're internalizing them, right? And in certain words, you internalize in a very negative way and on certain words, you internalize in a very positive way, you know? So she has a great book about that. Um, God, I wish I had gratitude. No, I can't remember. <sighs> I can't remember, just Google her and she's got some great books um, that really help with that and kind of just, you have the power to choose your thoughts and the things that you think about, right, can make all the difference in terms of the energy that you're showing up with for yourself. So I love that. Positive reinforcement, positive vibes. I wasn't jumping into week four, but I found that I couldn't eat what was on my plate. I'm listening to my body. It either goes to waste or waste. That is a choice. Um, I couldn't eat. Yeah. So, so, so you're going to notice that already. So this is why we, this is why oh, I love this program. So a lot of you may be noticing that as you're following the things that I'm saying or the things we're going to start talking about, you're experiencing it. The whole program is designed like that. It's designed like that. So I know in following the food plan, right, if the more consistent you are, the more in tune you're going to get with those portions, you're going to notice your portions are naturally starting to decrease which some of you are used to portioning at the same food because that's your habit and you fill your plate no matter what. So some of you are struggling to the point some people say, I'm not as hungry. I'm finding I can't eat all of my food. What do I do? Like legit, what do I do? They, they're stressed because they're like, I have this whole plate of food. It's what I normally eat. I'm actually not hungry for it. But they're like, what do I do about that? What do you mean what do you do about it? You you either throw it out, which, you know, if you don't want to waste it, pack it in a container, put it in your fridge, recycle it into your food the next day. It's a real thing. So some of you are already starting to feel food waste issues just by naturally having your portions adjust, right? So this is why, listen, man, I, I know what I'm doing around here. I'm toot toot. Um, but the whole program, when I say there's a rhyme and a reason, it's designed at the deepest levels, honestly, to bring up all the feels, to help you work through things, to have your body naturally adapt, you know, and, and really work for you. And so, so a lot of you are already encountering those food waste issues, just naturally not being as hungry and having your portions naturally decrease. And then you're being forced with, but this is what I always pack. This is what I always serve. What do I do now? Right? So this is why I told you next week, some of you are going to be dealing with food waste issues that are going to be coming up. A couple ways you can deal with that. Try portioning less on your plate. 
right? And, just, and getting used to seeing less on your plate. Um, also, takeout containers. I, I am the queen of takeout. If, if, and I, we do not like to waste food around here. It's a, it's, it's a sore spot with Tony especially. You should see him every Thursday on Recycle Day, even though we put it into like recycling and uh, compost. Man, he gets so upset when we, we have food that is just going to waste and we're not eating it. Um, put it in a takeout container. If you're packing your lunch at work and you don't eat, eat all of it, pack that shit up. And maybe you don't have a fridge and it's going to go to waste by the time you get home. But in your mind, you're not throwing it out. You don't have to deal with that yet. Right now, you're saving it for later. Take it home. If you do have the opportunity to put it in your fridge, recycle it into your food the next day. There are ways you can, there are definitely ways that you can do that, right? So um, the other thing I want you to understand about downsizing is it's not always, downsizing is also an equally that you are eating your food, you're asking the four questions, you are coming to the end of your food and you're still hungry. And downsizing is just as much going back for seconds and downsizing that portion as it is like leaving food left on that first portion. So I want you to understand that. You might have days where you're extra hungry and you serve what you think is the right portion. You ask the four questions and at the end of it, you're still hungry. And once you go back for a second portion, you add that on your plate, ask how you feel, go through those four questions again and downsize that second portion. So that's really important, right? This is why portions are always about the feeling. I'm not going to talk too, uh, too much ahead of it. Read over those guidelines uh, tomorrow. Pop into the group. Remember, you have a whole team of people. Don't sit there and be unsure or wonder or whatever. We literally have a whole team of people. They work through the weekends, although we keep things super quiet to answer any of the questions that you have. Reach out a million times if you need. We want you to be successful. We want to answer your questions. We are here for you. So do not be shy about asking as many questions. If you ask a question and we answer and that's quite not it, ask a follow-up question. Ask 10 follow-up questions. We're here to answer as many questions as you have, right? So reach out and make sure. Um, like I said, that post, if you want to read it ahead, is in the book. It's also in the app. We'll be posting it in the group uh, tomorrow morning. Uh, have an amazing day, everyone. I won't be going live tomorrow. Uh, it is Sunday. Um, but I hope that you have an amazing rest of your weekend and I'll see you on my This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love. And be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.